Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. On behalf of the club, uh, we have got a statement to make this week. (laughs) To whom with the wettest hair it may concern. On behalf of the club, franchise and city, I feel it is necessary for me to make a public apology to Hot Boy Hines. The fact that I question the abilities of a man with such wet and luscious hair has not only shamed, but truly embarrassed the club and my family. There is a lesson that I have learnt this week, and I will be doing everything in my power to turn this experience into a positive one for all involved. No one has been hurt more this week than I. Maybe only second to the Dragons and Anthony Griffin. As a Supercoach team, we will be working in unity to bring pride back to the ironically named Blurst of Hines squad this week and into the future. We have built a strong culture, but this week we dropped the ball, and that is on me and me alone. We apologise to Nico, his family, the Cronulla Sharks, and all of our sponsors and partners here at the club. The club will be making no further comments on the situation, and we wish Nico, his luscious wet locks, his baby cows, all the best for the remainder of the season. Licks taken. Guru, coach of the Blurst of Hines. (laughs) Tough week, Timmy. I'll tell you what, Guru, I thought that flu pod last week could have been your the defining moment of your I was confident it was going to be today mm. and I think you may have just topped it because in the face of adversity you've copped it on the chin and it's some of your, your finest effort there was I even saw a tear shed during that so mate we get things wrong and sometimes all you can do is just cop it on the chin spent a lot of time looking in the mirror this week <laughs> it's a very disappointing mirror may I add but uh yeah Tough trot this week. Yes. Uh, and you know what? I think there's a fair argument that us non-Nico Hines owners got very lucky too. Mm. He oh. could have scored a thousand. There was a Teague Wilton only had to give it back inside to him for a try. And then Hamlin ULA dropped the ball over the line. It could have been comfortably over 200. Yeah. The only saving grace. I'll tell you, it's the second podcast I've been on in about 12 hours. And four people on the trot... No Nico Hines owners, so for what that's worth. Actually, you throw Matty the Waterboy in there as well. That's five. Uh, we're not alone, mate. Yeah. It was it was a tough Sunday night. Anyway, we'll get to Wishbraid and Trindle very soon. But let's have a look at our scores from this week. Uh, in what was a very, very tough week, 
well, for me, it was a pretty tough week for both of us. Very hungover from Gilligan's on Saturday night into the Nico Hines oh. fucking spit roast. It was... Uh, into the Raiders getting spit roasted by the Knights. Thoroughly enjoyed that, but that's yeah. fine. You had uh, a tough Sunday, man. It was a tough week, but uh, I managed to score 1,120 without Nico. I'll take that. What'd you score? I was 1,094. Really happy with my score for the week up until Sunday at 6 o'clock. So, mate, I believe... I don't deserve it. Just let me get the dust off it, mate. It's been here for a while. Make sure you dust off my name there too on it. <coughs> Welcome home. Yeah, feel good? Yeah, oh, mate, feels amazing after this week. Mm. My mother rang me on Sunday and abused me for not having Nico Hines. It was brutal. <laughs> I've never been called so many names. Very, very tough. Dropped, yeah, uh, no Nico and dropped a 1,000 spots. I was like, oh, take that. I was panic stations Monday morning. Yeah, I um I had no Nico and I went up twelve thousand, so that's not so much I was fucking battling before that. So <laughs> who's the real winner, guys? Yeah. Um yeah, I'm uh, I'm terrified to think if I had Nico and if I would have captained him, which I didn't have the balls to get him, nor did I have the balls to captain him, um, where I would be. But um yeah, you, you gotta you gotta take the L sometimes, don't on, you? On the playbook podcast last night, the spy had a, a terrific stat around looking into the the week prior he'd spoken about his uh, reservations on Harry Grant and how he wanted Hines and was going to Captain Hines and being the little cat that he is, he backflipped, got Grant in instead and skipped him. He said, how do you've gone with the original plan? It was like a 30,000 position swing. Right. So for anyone panicking out there, that is how easily it can change. I guess for some blokes, just being a coward's in their blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, mate, I guess shout out to all the Nico Hines buyers. More so captains. Congratulations Bloody to you. Oath. Paid off. Well, full fucking credit to you. I did my best to put witchcraft over you and scare you off. Mm. Didn't work, evidently. I mean, he didn't play 80, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run home <laughs> like, with that. Like, what about it. that missed tackle on Ben Hunt called too? Called it. Yeah, Braden Trindle wouldn't have missed that tackle. Please. Uh, yeah, no, you're right there, mate. Like, cop out our licks for not owning him. But, uh, yeah, credit to anyone who did jump on because, you know, there was reasons to the we obviously spoke about mainly just coming back from injury and the buy coming up to stay away. But people took the gamble, and that's what Supercoach is all about, mate. It's it's taking these big risks, and that one paid off big time, for sure. Now, um, in the face of Nico Hines' gate on the weekend, 180 gate, um, obviously put up on Instagram for the best sledge to come my way. And uh, I'll tell you what, my psychiatrist has got to work out over the last few days, Timmy. Good God, you hit me with some <laughs> fucking good ones. Uh, so we have got. Uh, two prizes to hand out. Obviously, all the weekly winners get a beers and break-evens football. Person with the best sledge today takes home one of these and a limited edition one, a Guru football steed and very old school there. Wasn't planning on selling these, uh, but got to take your licks when they come. So the best sledge is going to come home with those two prizes. Uh, Timmy's got three for us. And then you guys are going to vote in the comments, A, B or C. Uh, the A, B or C, the one with the most comments on this YouTube. If you're on social media, come to the YouTube comment. Takes home the two footballs. T-Rex, you want to take us away? Well, mate, first one from Danagram. Uh, I'll start by saying that there are a lot of really good ones, but we're just a little bit too rogue. Mm. Oh, I'd love to read them out, but so there's some crackers there. So if you think you absolutely nailed it and it was ruthless, you're a, you're a hard cull. 
Dunagram, if Rugby Guru put in as much time into drooling over his boy Hopgood as he did knowing Supercoach instead of just copying SC playbook Timmy Williams, the bloke could be absolutely anything. <laughs> Very nice. Hits me on a few fronts there. Yeah, there's a few that's good. I don't know what hurt me the there. most, but it stings. Yeah, I really like that. So that was option A. Option B from the short ball. Timmy Williams got to be fairly a bit like Ben Hunt at the moment on the beers and break-evens panel. Mate. You reckon you're doing tough? The Dragons Jeez, you, you've tough. certainly given yourself a pat on the back in the first two, haven't you? Good oh, God. Mate, I've actually got options down to Z. I thought it was my roast, not the, uh, not the pat on the back of Timmy Williams. Not bad. They are. What does that mean, Moses and Boy? <laughs> Moses and Boy. The Real Hughes. Now, this one's a bit poetic. The Real Rugby League guru was oh so smug, but in Supercoach, he was a total mug. His team was picked with such great care, but it turned out to be a complete nightmare. He thought Nico Hines was not the key, but oh, how wrong the guru could be. For Hines proved to be a true sensation and left the guru in utter frustration. The guru thought he knew all the tricks, but the Nico showed he was full of shit. Now the guru's left feeling oh so small, while Captain Nico is standing oh so tall. Take these licks as a lesson learned and always remember that even the experts get burned. In this game called Supercoach, there is but one guarantee. Captain Nico will continue to bring the guru to his knees. If that doesn't win, I'm not fucking here. Yeah, it's pretty bloody good, wasn't it? That's a huge option knock. Option C. Option C, I'll back that. So, guys, leave in the comments option A, B, or C. Type it in the comments. Let us know. If you are on social media, come to the YouTube. And uh, I think you've got a couple of uh, close calls there. And as Timmy said before, there were a few that were absolute crackers that broke mm. me. Uh, but we probably just couldn't say them yeah. online. But there was some crackers out there. So shout out so, to you. Yeah, so there were two that were I really enjoyed, but they weren't probably sledges to Guru. So I had to hold off. Maxi Linden, not buying Nico Hines this week, was it? is like being Cameron Murray's brother and thinking your missus won't leave you for him. <laughs> Ross Johnson, Chuck Norris wets his hair so he can look more like Nico Hines. <laughs> That's a good one, eh? One from Kobe. Guru's super coach advice about as useful as an ashtray on a motorcycle. <laughs> Ripper. And then Anthony Zana. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Beers and Breakevens podcast. I'm your host, Maddie the Waterboy. Oh, I tell you what, those are the ones that hurt the most. Yeah, yeah. Even when I put out questions the other day, when's Maddie coming on the podcast? Shout, I was going to talk about it later, but shout out to the one guy who, when I put out the questions, all he did was put a picture in the question box of Nico Hines highlighted yellow with the captain on him. Oh, that, that one really oh, hit me hard late last it. night. Yeah, so credit to you. Got to take your licks. Very well done, and uh, vote in the comments, and those two footies will be coming your way. Uh, we have also got our weekly winner from last week as I get it up, and they are all being sent out today. I've got a heap of post mail bags over there. Tim, is there any worse place in the world to go to than a uh, post office, just quietly? Oh, never been, mate, actually. Like, oh, I know Canberra's tough, but the post yeah. office, yeah. brutal. I Went just, there the other day. I just send the old girl if I ever, think, ever, if I ever needs posting. Things that don't shock me in the fucking slightest right there. Um, all right, let's have a look at the scores from the weekend. So, the winner this week was Wayne How About Dem Cows. Uh, he scored 1,498. That makes me sick. And he didn't captain Nico. Yeah. I assume he did. Yeah. Uh, that makes me crook. Yeah, that's, that's a tough gig. And shout out to uh, the Weekend Warrior, Jeremy in our comp, who uh, he scored 1,492. So two guys that almost got uh, right into that top oh. echelon, which is a good knock. Uh, let's have a look at overall ranks as it stands right now. Computer shit itself. Computer's still shitting itself. There we go. Okay. The Wagamaniacs, Jay, still takes the lead. He's coming second overall. 
Great knock. Uh, then we've nice. got the Western Redheads, Brenton, who's coming sixth overall, and Chadwick running right oh. in 10th place. And he's actually drawn with uh, This Ain't Cricket. So we've got four of the top 10 in our group at the moment could after it, round four. Could it be Sir Chadwick, Chad Townsend playing I think along? there's the potential that it could be yeah. Sir Chadwick, quite possibly. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, guys, we have got a $5,000 cash prize for the winner of this comp. The code 353745. We're not going to put it on the screen for you anymore. It takes up too much space. You got, um, you got the idea. You know where it is. And if you're not in it by now, you might be stupider than me not getting Nico Hines last week. So <laughs> wear cool. that. Three five three seven four five. Make sure you're in that comp. And as it stands right now, if Jay was to finish second overall, he'd get the $5,000 from Supercoach. He'd get the $5,000 from Beers and Breakevens. And he's, I, I reckon by the look of his club emblem there, he might be a Sharkies fan potentially. Mm. So he'd be collecting another $500 from the great Tony Hayak from Blue Wealth Property. Yeah, if he's a club member... Club member, if you're not a club member, get on it. This stallion, that'd be worth another 5K, wouldn't it? And the rest. (laughs) Please. So, yeah, congratulations to Jay, our overall leader. And uh, Wayne, if you can send us an email to beersandbreakevens at gmail.com, I'll be sending them out over the next week or so. But all the winners over the last few weeks will be coming your way over the next few days, sending them out today. So, very exciting. All right. I guess uh, the main question I got all week was... Mm. About Nico Hines, mate. Uh, neither of us own him. The entire panel of playbook guru, mm. beers and break-evens. No one has him at the moment. Um, you buying him this week? What's the thought process? Uh, no at this stage. And pretty straightforward in the sense that the Sharkies have the buy next week. So uh, it's, you know, certainly not confident on it. But at this stage, I'm just thinking I'm going to go with Ruben Garrick. As a, another really high ceiling player who I think has been <laughs> unreal. I'm sort of hoping that... I know last week a lot of people's plans was to get Ruben Garrick in next week. As in, sorry, as in this week being round five. They're now jumping ship to Nico Hines, who who knows what the Warriors will throw up. I hope they throw up what they've done the last few weeks. Oh, there's every chance I don't watch that game of footy because I, I, it's just going to make me crook again. Mm. Uh, anything less than probably 120 I'd take from Nico at the bye obviously the following weeks I'm going to at this stage lock in Ruben Garrick I'm still considering Nico this week but I think that'll be my play and yeah that's where we're at at the moment my last week's five week plan to get in Nico Hines uh, has been fast tracked to a four week plan and he will be coming in immediately after the Sharks bye yeah I'm exactly the same he'll be coming in after the bye for me I will say this and I'll be completely honest with you I think that the longer this week goes on, more appealing Nico will get, though. The more, yeah, the more butterflies in the tummy. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. At the moment, I'm bringing in Garrick and Schuster. I assume you're all the same? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. If I get here next when, next Monday, Wednesday, whatever day it is, uh, and I have have got Nico, I won't be overly shocked because I am terrified not to have him. Yeah. I really am. But the buy and everything, I think I am just going to – Try my very best to stick to the plan, bringing Garrick. It's almost guys. like stubbornness. I'm just like, I do think Manly and particularly the left edge of Manly in Schuster, Tommy Turbo, Ruben Garrick can do a number on the nights out in Mudgee. Yep. And I'm just backing Garrick to go big, so I'm hoping he can pull back a few numbers. <coughs> Lost last week on Hines. The other thing is, and we'll obviously get to captains later, but I. I I think if you bring him in, bring in Hines, you have to skip him after what he did last week. Yep. 
So I just see great opportunity for Tommy Turbo there. So I, I'm hoping off the back of that can reel in a few. I, um, I've liked what the Warriors have shown so far this year too. Yeah, they've been good. I'm hoping that they can perform. I was going through some stats the other day and um, when you have a look at the competition so far this year, like we're not having that many blowout games. In fact, there's been seven 13-plus victories so far this season. Four of those seven have been victories by 14, so one point over a 13-plus victory. Round four last year, seven of the eight games were 13-plus victories, which is wild. And at the end of round four last season, we had 16 13-plus victories. So more than double, and I think I think it was only three of those 16 were 14-point victories. So we just, I just, we're not getting the blowouts that we've got over the last few years. And I know that's easy to say after Nico absolutely goes berserk and blows mm. out the Dragons, but... I just, I think it is a little bit of a closer comp and I, I think that people, sh- if you didn't go with Nico, it sucks. We've lost points. It's fucking awful. It also sucks that captains this week didn't do overly well. Mm. Uh, it's awful. I get it. But I just, I don't think go to water and panic stations just yet. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. The the Dragons threw up very little in that game. Yep. They were just toying with them. It was, a, again, made it a particularly hard watch. The Warriors... In the same sense, they've been great this year, but, man, we've been burnt by the Warriors in the past a few times, and I've just it's been a long history of seeing them get up for a few rounds in a row and then just going back to where, where they come from, not where they came from, but and having a few tough rounds in a row and having a blowout scoreline. So I just, I'm not convinced that they will get up for it. However, on what we've seen so far this season, they've been great. Yeah. They've been resilient. They've had injuries during games. God, I hope Toru Harris plays. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, mate, uh, I said it. no Nico for me at this stage could change, but I'm I'm pretty firmly in camp Ruben Gary because he scored 71 last week and I felt like he did nothing and I think he had three line breaks yep. uh, in a really tough contest against the Bunnies. So I, I'd like Garrick a lot. And I don't know about you, but I've got the money and everything to be able to bring Nico Hines in right now. I could do it this week if I wanted to. I could I do it this to. week, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I mean, I, I guess the other question is, mate, for those that maybe aren't in that much of a good position to be able to bring him in this week if they want, do they just need to pull their team well, – not pull their team up, but do whatever it takes to bring him in after the buy? You're crazy not to have him straight after the buy? Yeah, absolutely yeah. you are. And the draw gets a little bit tougher after it, but it doesn't matter. You just – you need to get to Nico and Cleary as quick as you can. Essentially, I think – no later than after the bye. Maybe you can go a little bit later with Cleary, but even Cleary against the Raiders this week who haven't been great. Jackie Whiten's out now. I, I just... Cleary will bottom out in price. He may have already bottomed out because his break-even's about 112. So if he... 114, he could hit that this week and he's bottomed out in price. So I, I'd be just looking to get that Hines-Cleary combo ASAP. I was joking the other day when I said it, but I don't know how much I was joking. Nico Hines might be a cash cow. Yeah, so good. It's fucked. It's insane. I imagine if he actually would have got all the points that he deserved in that game. Yeah. It's frightening. It's terrifying. Terrifying stuff. All right, anything else on um, Nico, mate? I Voldemort? Absolutely nothing more on Nico Hines, mate. Nothing, yeah, I'm done with him too. Yeah, that was a tough opening. Shout out to Nico. Well done to you, mate. Champion effort. Thank God he's a legend. If yeah, he's, God, if he was, was a, a shit bloke, God, it would be tough to swallow. If he was a shit bloke, there wouldn't have been an apology from you either. No, no. Nah. 
Although I'm a whore for the content. All right, let's get into our team list for this week. Thursday, we've got the Roosters taking on the Eels from Allianz Stadium at 8 p.m. For the Chooks, Joey Manu out. Um, not a heap to touch on here. There are a couple of really good players on their extended. Uh, Pauga, who's on their extended, who's been playing for the Bears last few weeks. I really like the look of him. Wong. The other one is uh, Ellie El-Zakim, who's come over from the Parramatta Eels last year, played for Lebanon in the World Cup. He could be a little smoky for an edge spot, potentially, over the next few weeks. I'll keep an eye on him. Angus also back at training, which is fucking unreal to see. Yep. Oh, I missed that. That's great it's good news. to see. Yeah, fantastic. So very good for Angus. Um, what I will say, their bench is rank. Turpin, White, <laughs> Allen, and Ben Thomas. <laughs> and Fletcher Baker? Is he there? He's on scplaybook.com.au, so I hope we got it right. Regardless, yeah, I don't mind it for you, your cheese and those sort of guys. That's good. Yeah. Uh, for Parra, Junior Polo out. Uh, Brendan Hands comes in. I think we've got a question on him later, but uh, looked very good the other day. Um, I think he's played about 50 no, – I think he played 30 minutes, mm. scored 50 points, had a try in there, obviously. I was having a look through some of his cup stats and whatnot. He's obviously played a lot of 5-8 coming through, played a little bit of hooker. When he plays 80 minutes, he's scoring about 55, 60. Um Super coach points in, in New South Wales Cup. So I understand the appeal, but there's a lot of us that have got Sonny Luke sitting there. I think I'd rather stick with Luke for now anyway. Oh, for sure. Like, there's not a chance in the world I'd be going early on him. I think particularly for non-Nico owners, a, quite a popular trade next week to free up the cash to get him will be either Wade Egan or Reid Marnie to probably Sonny Luke, who unfortunately misses this week with a H... Well... Not unfortunately for non-owners in Supercoach because I still, th- I still think he's going to be a great buy either next week or the week after. A slower burn than anticipated. Cannot take a trick the poor buddy this season, but I- I'm with you. I-, I think at, you know, what, 50-odd K more, Sonny Luke will be a better buy. If Hands comes out and does it again, he'll be an option. It's just it's 33 minutes. Josh Hodgson's there. I don't think he's going to walk into big minutes anytime yep. soon. So I'd, I'd, he had to score a try for that 56, so nah, like yeah. definitely not this week anyway. Completely agree. Uh, okay, Friday, 6 p.m., we've got the Raiders and the Panthers. The Raiders with Jackie Boy White now. Fogarty does return. Uh, Penrith, Luke Garner out with Niggles. Mm. Interesting one there. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for the playing, was it 23 minutes on the weekend? Yep. Sitting there watching and just going like... I didn't think he'd done much wrong. Even like Supercoach tries, whatever, so be it. I didn't think he'd done a lot wrong. So to play 23 minutes, that would explain a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Going to be tough for him to let other guys have opportunities there, though. Uh, yeah, Hosking isn't going anywhere fast, put it that way. Yeah. Um, Sonny Luke also out of this one. Obviously, the 11-day 11 11 day stand down from his HIA the other night. Um, no, Liam Martin as well. Not that it really impacts Supercoach, but I was told last week... When I was first told Liam Martin was going to be out, I was told that if Zach Hosking played well, they would rest Liam Martin for as long as they could. Mm. So you might not see him for another week or two. It's a hamstring. He's got an origin series coming up. So uh, Hosking on one edge, Sorensen on the other side. What do you reckon is going to happen here? If you, if you get out your, your crystal ball three, four weeks' time, who's on the left edge, who's on the right edge, I think it'll be Hosking right. I think it'll be Liam Martin left eventually. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think you're right, mate. Probably, probably as soon as next week, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose, and, and we'll get more into Hosking later, but if we're talking about that now, I think people are pretty keen on him this week. I'm certainly more keen on him next week. Mm. Just want to see it unfold again. But 
like let's say it does land like that and Luke Garner lands on the bench say for Jamin Salmon even if it's Salmon there I suppose we saw Salmon come on to play 20-25 or even more minutes for uh, for Garner there is there a risk that you know Liam Martin comes back and as, as an 80 minute man and Hosking plays 55-60 potentially mm. yeah quite possibly and this is where we you just you always just want to wait until yeah. we've got a better idea yeah and we might not get the full gauge on that yep because those blokes are out, and obviously the first prize rise will come in round six. That being said, if you can score well again this week, even if he does only play 50 or 60 minutes the week after, he's going to make good cash, and all right, he might not be the... I think potential keepers may be a stretch at this point, but, you know, going to make a ton of money, at least he'll make his money, and we can not play him whatever when he peaks. Yeah, completely agree. Um, all right. The, the other one, uh, Penrith, doesn't really impact Supercoach too much, but geez, it'd be good to see Tyron Peachy back in a Panthers jersey. It will. It's been a while. I hope there's he kills a, it as well. So do I. Yeah, mm. there's a few. There's him, there's Josh Reynolds, there's a few guys I'm excited yeah. to see run out this weekend. All right, 8 p.m. from Suncorp. We, no, that's from last week. 8 p.m. from out at home. Bush got the Bunnies taking on the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Harm Sele, he returns. Um, I was told yesterday, I don't know how true the mail is, but it kind of would make sense that Isaac Thompson's carrying a pretty bad foot injury. That would make sense. His base is really poor. Really low, yeah. I, I think there's a... <laughs> it was hilarious. The guy that told me this, it was the most perfect comment of all time. He said, Isaac Thompson carrying a foot injury might miss this week. Tane Mill might come in, but he's got to fight a charge from New South Wales Cup last week. I thought, of course he does. Oh, jeez. Of course Tane has to fight a charge from New South Wales yeah. Cup this weekend. Right. Interesting on Thompson. Yeah. Good so one, I'm trading him up to Ruben Garrick this week anyway, so it didn't worry me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, for, for everyone out there that still has Isaac Thompson... Just wanted to keep an eye on there. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Just what I've been told. So do with that what you will. You're good with your injury. But it makes sense. Hey, broke the Nico one originally. Didn't get it right the entire time. Don't you fucking start. Good God. Um, All right, Melbourne Storm. Got Liam Martin too, but that's fine. Uh, Melbourne Storm. uh, Not really much to touch on here. Extended bench. You got Howarth. You got Jennings there. Two guys that could become interesting at some point this year. Good to see Jennings back on that extended as well. He's played... Couple the last few weeks, mm. so fingers crossed. All I care about is that Will Warbrick has been named been again. Been named, yeah. Thank but Jennings Christ. won to keep an eye on there just <laughs> yeah. quietly. Um, did you see the Melbourne Storm after their game doing their um, victory song? Negative. Yeah, the whole the whole entire franchise singing at 35 people smiling. The 36 was Craig Bellamy. Looked like he was at a fucking funeral. <laughs> Not happy. <laughs> last thing he wanted to do was sing a song. Surprised they did it. Yeah, well... It's worth going to have a look. If you go on the Melbourne Storm social media, go and have a look and just keep your eye out for Craig Bellamy. You'll see him. It's like weekend at Bernie's. Um, all right, Manly vs. Knights coming to us from Mudgee for the Manly Seagulls. Kohler out. Morgan Harper comes in. No other big changes there for Newcastle Knights. Kurt Mann out. Jack Johns into the 13. Uh, anything to touch on from this game for you, mate? Nah, nothing there, mate. All right, 5.30. Saturday from Windsor, we've got the Dragons taking on the Dolphins for the Dragons. Nothing huge to touch on here outside of Jack DeBellin. He's been named on the extended. You would have to think if he's fit, he does come in, which would have a domino effect, I believe. He probably plays 13, which probably puts Jack Bird out to the edge, which probably pushes Ben Murdoch-Masilla to the bench. Yeah, so I think you're right, mate. You might even see Ben Murdoch-Masilla ben Murdoch score 14 mm. instead of 16 this week. <laughs> um, for the Dolphins, Isaiah Katoa, he is uh, coming back into the sixth jersey. I believe he'll play halfback. Uh, Jack Bostock. How fucking good. So happy mm. to see him get a shot in first Boy. grade. The beauty of it, he's a Dragons junior going back to Wynn Stadium. Oh. He's an Illawarra boy. So played for the Steelers coming through, which is unreal. Um, 
Very excited for him. SASA comes into the starting team. Sean O'Sullivan out. Testing you out. Anything here for you? Uh, nothing significant, I suppose. Isaiah Katoa worth another look. Just that he'll, he'll likely play a more dominant role mm. now with, with SOS out. So... Uh, certainly a hold for me at the moment. I think there's more money to be eked out of Katoa. Uh, might be a slowish burn, but I think he's got a 70 to 80 game in him in the yep. next two to three weeks and, and can look to make moves. Uh, at the moment, Schuster will be coming in at, in the back row for me. Yep. So I'm hoping Katoa can eke a bit more money out of him then switch Schuster down to 5'8 and Katoa out in you know maybe two or three weeks. Yeah, and I think that Isaiah Katoa as well, even if he doesn't score that many points, I think for the next few weeks when everyone's trying to get Cleary, Hines, Schuster, having that duel is worthwhile. Very handy, yeah. Very handy. I, I know that I wouldn't have been able to make the moves I wanted to. or I, I know that I wouldn't be able to get Nico in three weeks mm. if I didn't have Isaiah. Yep. So it helps heaps. Love that. Um, the other one to mention there is Jeremy Marshall-King, not overly super coach relevant. He comes back into this side, definitely helps them. The late game, Broncos v Tigers from Bris Vegas, 7.35 game of the week. Brisbane, 1-17. to West Tigers, Bateman has been named. Dewey has been named at one. Two guys under injury clouds and whatnot. Simpkins on the bench with Stafford Toa. Like that for Stefano. Great for Stefano. Oh, gone. Guru moment. And... Uh... <laughs> This is just, this is a carve up this week. Tough, tough this week is week. a fucking carve up. What was tougher this week or flu pod? Oh, this week. <laughs> Give me the worst day of flu pod versus the best day of this week. Fuck that. Uh, Stefano just chugging along nicely. He only 40 odd last week, but you know what? I didn't sign him up to belt out 70s and 80s for me. Yep. I signed him there to to do a job as my second to our, uh, sorry, front row forward and. If you can keep punching at 40s to 50s for a few more weeks while while I prioritise other areas, I'll take it. So, yeah, good good for big Steffo. In, staying, in saying that, Stefano, if you do want to knock out 70s and 80s... Wouldn't hate we're it. We're not going to hold you back. Yeah. Go yeah, for no, it. Go for it. Big boy. By the way, on flu week, if anyone has a cold and they're trying to get it sorted, go to Gilligan's <laughs> and get yourself a fucking kryptonite. That'll put hairs on your chest and sort you out very quickly. I think it just dissolves any, any disease out of your body, doesn't it? Yeah. Any virus, it just devours it it was insane hurt heaps still sore all right sunday arbo from shark park got the sharkies taking on the new zealand warriors uh for the sharks nico is playing nico's playing (laughs) um (laughs) trindle on the bench which is great to see two halfbacks going head to head for that jersey it's what you love to see don't you timmy the good news there is mate that like when the Sharks are up by 50 with 20 to go, Nico gets a spell and he'll only be on 240 at the time. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, Unreal. Yeah, Trindle will slot straight in for him. They won't want, want, want to risk that calf. For the New Zealand Warriors, no sign of Barnett yet. A little win for Jackson Ford there. Uh, Tamara Martin out. Tohu Harris, sorry, Tamara Martin out. Ronald Volkman comes in, who's been killing it in New South Wales Cup. So great to see. And Tohu Harris, <laughs> the Terminator. Oh. He's been named. I'm not shocked. Because it's him. Tell you what, all, all this uh, all this talk of the RLPA and getting the, the CBA deal done and the big part of it is get your surgeries done in the first 12 months because otherwise you won't get mended as an NRL player. He's got he's going to have a big 12 months post-career, isn't oh, he? Mate. He's going to be the world's sorest man. going to look like a mummy for 12 months. Yeah, named again. Jesus, oh, a tough breed. Absolute warrior. We said it the other day, but like I, I, I had a mate that messaged me and was like, oh, he came back on, he's sweet. I was like... He could run on an ACL. Yeah. He literally could. 
he could have lost a leg and not noticed and run back out for the Warriors. Yeah. He's just an absolute maniac. Um, all right. The late, uh, the four o'clock, no. 6.15 game. 6.15 game. We'll be there, mate. We will be there, yeah. Uh, we've got the Dogs taking on the Cowboys from Homebush uh, for Canterbury. Franklin Pele comes back in. How good. I might make 500 bucks this weekend. Oh, and something, big boy. Anything. Give us anything. God, I'll tell you what. We, we are going to be out there for this one. Um, if big Frank the Tank crosses the line, I think you'll be able to hear us out there. That'll be unreal. We'll be letting him have it. I'll, I'll streak the field just about if uh, Franklin Pele does that. What a treat for all the ladies there. I know. Um, so, what, 216K. He's got a 22 in his rolling average. Look out. Mm. Just just jag a try. Give us something. Put a 50 in there, make 50K. and Give us an offload. Yeah, give Anything. An offload. Um, also, not Supercoach relevant, but I am... So excited to see Josh Reynolds run out for Canterbury. And I'm I'm now so stoked we're going to be at this game. I love Grubb and everything about him. It's going to be so exciting, isn't oh. it? If that doesn't put bums on seats, I don't know what will. Even if, if you didn't get in the field, just to be there and watch the great man sprinting up and down the sideline. Gina like a hyena. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's the best Grubb. Great. All right, for the Cowboys, a couple of changes. Shibasaki, Tamo, Nanai, Talongi out. Uh, Hiku comes in. Lukey comes back in. I'm really excited to see Highland Lukey. He's an interesting one over the next few weeks. Yeah, look, my tip is he plays these two weeks for Nanai. And then, provided he plays all right, which I expect he will. We, we've got big raps on him. Obviously, mate, we speak about him quite often. But I think he holds an edge spot over Cohen Hess in two weeks' time, doesn't he? I, I think without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely super coach relevant. Big watch on him. Yep. The other one is Riley Price, of course, the son of Canterbury Bulldogs legend Steve Price makes his debut. It's funny how this shit happens in rugby league, eh? 20 years later, Riley Price makes his prim- his debut against Canterbury, his old yeah. man's club. I love that. Great. Absolutely love it. Always happens in rugby league too. So, yeah, a bit to watch in that game, mate. Anything else on Teamless? Uh, all good on those, mate. All good. All right. Uh, what do you got for us? What do you got in your bag of tricks over there? Deep dive. Yep. Deep dive this week is just talking about just trusting the process, mate. Give give history the respect that it deserves. Mm. And it's just I often go on about lessons that have been reinforced, sort of supercoach values and, and things that we, we've stuck by year after year that are proven. And people offer one, two-game sample size seem to forget about history and, and think that it's worthless. And let's use Khan Pereira and Will Warbrick as an example. Now, we get some shit wrong in this, mate. We, such as, you know, Nico Hines, don't buy him, great call. Mm-hmm. We get some shit right as well. And we said even before the season started that CT dubs like these blokes, they might start slow, but you've got to be patient. The tries will come and the money will come. Now, they've both had two, two had great, ugh, both had great weeks. Carlton Pereira made 170k last week. He's now 370k and negative 70 break even. He's about to make a ton more cash. Obviously, there's Jojo Fafita, Ken Mamala around there, but regardless, he'll be staying in my team until he plays another game because, like, if he plays another two games, he could be 500k plus, and if he judges a few more tries, and make us 300k. Lots of people jump ship, mate, yep. which is just absurd. Will Warbrick. Not as good, but he made 80K last weekend. People jumped shipped after a slow start to the season. 
Got his try last week, <coughs> a couple of line breaks in there, negative 18 break even. He's going to make a ton more cash now. Yep. So I just like it just frustrated me that so many people jumped ship on these these blokes despite you know we've seen this time and time and time again with cheapy CT dubs. Uh, and the other one probably made it around that same idea of trusting history is that we say that front row oh sorry actually two more Ben Hunt Adam Reynolds two blokes that were really popular buyers Ben Hunt after his big round one performance Adam Reynolds after a good couple of weeks and we actually there are sort of a few people saying you know why didn't you out uh, Adam Reynolds more last week and that they're just blokes who have never really been super great relevant if you can somehow catch their they go on streaks where they'll have a few big scores in a row but neither of them really average over 60 in their career Hunt's come out and got 50-odd last week. He was about 20 the week before. Adam Reynolds, people jumped on last week and he scored 27. He's now got a break-even of 63 and he made $7,000. It's like these two blokes in particular, the sample size has been a decade. Yeah. And they've only ever been good in patches. So, look, someone like Adam Reynolds, he's got a Tigers matchup this week, could come out and go gangbusters this week and, you know, fix that, break-even and score well. But... One there, and just the other one was around front rollers. We, we sat here last week, you know, do we go Tapani, Torhu, uh, Tino Fasul, Malawi, Payne Haas. They all scored pretty well the same, mate. There was about five, ten points max between them all. We said last week that whichever way you went, there was no bad option. Obviously, unfortunately, Torhu got injured 45 minutes in, so that didn't help his cause. But at the same time, people who looked elsewhere and went for Nico Hines got their 180 because they chased the upside the high ceiling player yeah. that's where moves were made not in the front row now i made a move to joe tapney because i need a front rower because reuben cotter was out and i didn't yeah. want to play franklin pele or davy moali that's different but like stacking front row that sort of thing it's just not the play so they were that was my lesson for the week i think trusting history is uh, a really good rule to follow i'll give you a cracking example i've got a mate who's um He's definitely in the top eight best-looking blokes that I know. And over the years, he's, he's unearthed guys like Ruben Cotter, Jermaine Hopgood, all these sort of guys. He gets one <laughs> wrong on Nico, and, and the village just comes with their pitchforks, you know? Just trust history. Trust history. Trust fucking history, you fuckers. All right. It's, it's, it's right at least 48% of the time. Exactly right. That's all we need. <laughs> all right, uh, mate, you got some stats for us? I'm good. Uh, the first name's Nico. Fucking fantastic. Just what I wanted to hear. Yes, yes. The first name on this list is Nico. Now, where are we sat? So, yeah. I don't know what I did this to myself. I'm saying we'd stop. Can we skip to the second name? Please. We'll do it quickly. But I thought it was worth mentioning for any non-data nerds out there that saw that Nico scored 180 but didn't look at the exact numbers behind it. Four try assists, two try contributions, five goals, 21 tackles, three offloads, Seven line break assists. 180s was under that. How do you score 180? It's insane. Seven line break assists. I was going nuts about Reese Walsh having 10 line assists in his three games this season. Nico's got seven in one. Anyway, moving on. Zach Hosking, very popular <laughs> buy this week. Yeah, this one will yeah, this one inflate your ego a little Don't worry bit. about that. I knew you might need a bit of a booster by this time in the show, so I threw him in for you. Thank you. Just, we know he scored a try and looked the goods, but it was his base stats, essentially. 47 tackles, 12 runs, two line breaks to boot and a try, two offloads, five tackle breaks. 
some serious supercoach numbers there, mate. Yeah, uh, he's an impressive. Even when he was up at Brisbane, the base mm. stats he gets through and everything is just off the charts with attacking upside. Uh, and he just feels like the sort of guy the Panthers are going to get around, mm. I reckon. Big bad Greg Marju. Ooh. The boy. We were, I think we were both tinkering with him. I certainly was for round one. Didn't get named. First game back and the talk was, you know, imagine what he could do on that left edge outside KP. KP obviously not there on the weekend. Came out, played right edge. 24 runs, 12 tackle breaks, two line breaks. Wow. And as long as KP is out, the right side, which is Jackson's strong side, it's the side that you Mm. want him on at the moment. So I don't have the balls to do it, but fuck, it's appealing. Yeah, I said... On last night's podcast, mate, that and so I won't go into it too much, but Greg Marju just uh, defensive deficiencies have been his issue his whole career. It's the reason why he hasn't played a ton more NRL games. They come up against Manly this weekend, who are pretty red hot attacking <coughs> outfit. He's on the edge of Ruben Garrick, Josh Schuster, and where Tommy Turbo loves to play on the left. So I just don't go early. If he comes out and, and lets four tries in, I hope he. I mean, I hope he does as a soon-to-be Ruben Garrick owner, but. For Marju's sake, we all want to see him succeed in the NRL and be a mainstay of this Knights team, don't we? Yep. Um, but, look, so if he comes out, holds his own scores well again, he'll be on the radar next week, but I, I, not one I'd be going early on. I love this one. Tyrell Sloan, yeah. 78 in week one. How good? That's now out of his rolling average and you're dealing with a 53 and a 15. 15. So this was one that I needed to just yeah, inflate my own ego a little bit, mate, yep. after a poor call. Tyrell Sloan, the first two weeks, sort of sitting there going, you know, we, we hammered him a little bit in the preseason, saying there's just too many low scores in him. He came out and went 78-53. People jumped on at 298k, 15 points against the Sharkies. Now has a break-even of 37. He made his 48k. Uh, he had seven runs. Yeah, and, and this is who Tyrell Sloan is. He's a really good footballer. He's a horrible super coach player. Mm. Let's be honest here. So, yeah, you can you can hold him for one more week in the hope that the attacking stats do come. He, it's down in Wollongong. It's against the Dolphins who have their own injuries. So hold him one more week. But if he stinks it up again, he's going to be a sell and you'll have made about 40, 50K. Yeah, and you could, yeah. And you've wasted two trades on him. Yeah, and you're going to probably have to trade him soon or you're going to lose that 40, 50K that yeah. you made. So, yeah. yeah, tough spot to be in. Uh, you can't get them all right, as we know, this week. Uh, so yeah. if you're backed in Tyrell's line, just be prepared to trade yeah, and very soon. The lucky last one, and oh. this, this is an exciting one. Britton Nickera started the season with a 79-point average, 98 on the weekend against the Dragons. That combo with Nico Hines is going to be so delightful. It's funny, like, years. I remember... When Nico started to hit his form last week, I had Britain in my draft team, and I remember just going, how good is these two are going to link up all the time? They hardly did last mm. year. So the guy in my comp that got um, Hines, I remember talking to him on draft day, going, he goes, oh, maybe Britain. I go, oh, combo wasn't really there last year. Fuck, I think it's evident that this year these mm. two are going to be on. It's very It's going nice. to be a juicy start. Oh, boy. So, and again, the attacking stats may increase, He's never really been super coach relevant. And you look mm. at him and go, how good he is? How good a line runner he is? How good a try scorer he is? Prolific. Average the last four seasons of 62, 55, 57, 60. Among elite second rowers, he's never... He's been, you know, at least 10 points off matching them. Yep. Most impressive to me this season is his base of 49 points per game. So 
the issue in prize has obviously been his base, his, his output, his runs, his tackles, etc. Nikara this season, a base of 49. Comparatively to the last three seasons, he had bases of 43, 40 and 42. Mm. It may sound like a small jump, but that's pretty significant. You're looking at For close sure. to 10 points extra. I mentioned that he was 10 points off being an elite second row forward in recent years. If, and it's a pretty small sample size of four games, he can keep that up, it could elevate him into keeper tier. So, look, I want to see him do it again for another couple of weeks with the base, but he could be a goer. And when it comes to, like, lifting your base by six points, it doesn't tend to be you're making six more tackles on the edge. Mm. It seems to be you're having more ball in your hand, you're getting more pill, and it, that's it, where points come. Exactly. Yeah, great call, mate. So, he... Nikara, I think he's always been a pretty good defender in terms of, like, he might yep. make his 35, 40 tackles, but it's, it's not been the runs, and, and you're spot on. You up your base with runs, with that comes tackle breaks and offloads and the odd attacking stat as well. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, it'll be interesting to see in a few weeks' time, I reckon people that go, like, if you can find a way to have Hines, Nicara in your side, yeah. and if you can have Cleary, Hoskins, if they land on the same edge as well, they could be two very juicy stacks there. And that's the thing. With all these such vital buys to get, Nicara's already at 729K. He's made 80K already. Break even 41. If he comes out this week and scores well again, like, could be very hard to reach. Look, my gut feel still says he won't be a keeper. Yep. As I said before, mate, trust history. He hasn't been for five the past five years. Why now? But the early indications are very good. Yeah, he's one to definitely keep an eye yeah. on. For He'd sure. Be a fun dude to own. He'd be unreal. Well, I had him last year in draft and he just he puts points together. And now, now that he is starting to link up with um Nico, could be dangerous. Yep. Do, you, do you remember in that first trial last year the Sharkies played Canterbury and I'd already drafted straight him? Straight through. Went hey? straight through and I went, Oh my god. Didn't happen for another twenty five. It, it was about three minutes into it from yep. memory, and you were like, Wow. And then I think there was about four passes in the same game where went behind him or hit him on the shoulder on the melon or Correct. something. And I was like, Okay, we're good. Yeah. Devastating. All right, uh, mate. For anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding and the honeymoon. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message to tee it up. The boys will also make sure there's no nasty surprises and no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan with $129 because you listen to this podcast. So if you're getting in contact with them, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener. I can't stress enough how easy it is. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Next time you find yourself having a scroll of Instagram, pretty often, let's be fair, just flip them a message on there at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. If you're not on Insta, go to any articles on the SC Playbook website. There's an email, QR code, even a phone number, anything you need. Sit V starts. Any more guys you want to mention stat-wise? No, all good, mate. All good? All right. Sit V starts this week. Uh, a lot of mine sort of picks itself, to be honest with you, with, mm. with Fafita having a bye. Um, Carm Piera, I wasn't going to play him anyway, but him having a bye, Sonny Luke being out. Uh, my bench sort of picks itself. I'll be going with Reese Walsh uh, at fullback. We'll be starting turbo and probably skippering him. Then I've got Bryce Cartwright, Wilton. And then I think I'm going to have to I'm going to have to play one of Isaiah Katoa or Adam Dewey. I'm leaning towards Dewey at the moment, to be honest with you. Only leaning, hundred percent. It's not a bad matchup for Katoa, and if he's going to steer the ship, he's going to get plenty of touches and whatnot. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to Dewey, yeah. but I, I can understand people tossing up the two of them. 
the, the other two that I'm leaving on the bench, I'm going to leave Will Warbrick. And Alamotti is going to be the other one that I'm going to leave this week, I think. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, similar enough, mate. Reese Walsh, Josh Ustar, Jacob Preston, Reed Marnie on my bench. Yep. CT Dubs will be... Oh, <laughs> this is so satisfying. Ruben Garrick, Val Holmes, Brian Toto and Sunir Taruva. Oh. Mine's very similar. I've got Garrick, Holmes, Kiraz, Taruva. Yeah, just no one there that I'm like, oh, could get seven. What's your plan with... Um Kiraz, what are you thinking as a non-owner? Uh, he's peaked in price for now. I I think hoping for any significant price drops would be optimistic on what we've seen because he's just a beast. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to get him in, mate. But as it stands, it's Garrick this week as a part of the the four-week plan. Garrick this week. It'll be the buy next week. So look, Matt, for the sorry for the Sharky. So uh, Nico will be. Round seven. Yeah. So, look, uh, it's probably going to have to wait till round eight at this stage. And, you know, that hurts me. But at the same time, I'm so happy with my CT dub now that I've got Garrick in. It's just rock solid. Taruva and Toto last week, it was like they did nothing. Into, they had hardly an attacking stat. 44 and 43 in base, which is outstanding. They scored 50 and 57. And didn't hardly did a thing. The tries are got. We spoke about the the genuine cheapies where the tries will come. The tries are going to come for these these two as well. Yeah. And oh, I'm just so happy with them. So yeah, look, Kiraz. I'll try and work him in my plan in coming weeks. But when you get Ruben Garrick in at seven seventy k, Nico Hines at nine hundred, there's only so much money that can go around. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Completely Do you have him agree. yet? Um, Kiraz? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got him about two weeks ago, so I was pretty happy with how all that played out. Um, Gary? Yeah. Brought Garrick this week. Yeah. So Kiraz, Garrick, Val Holmes, Taruva is going to be my CT dubs. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah. So sitting, obviously, Camp Prayer is on the bite. Alamotti sitting, Warbrick sitting, sitting Isaiah Katoa, obviously Pele and Moali. Now, I guess the other thing just to mention as well, uh, a lot of people have asked me, uh, if you are keen to set up a rivalry with us too, so you can keep track of our mm. sides, you go to our team names. Mine is the Blurst of Hines, B-L-U-R-S-T. Might have to change that. Blurst of Hines. Mm. If you're a Simpsons fan, you'll get the reference. Kuma Stallions. Kuma Stallions. Uh, I think I'm under the expert option there, mate. Yeah, I've seen your head on there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Uh, um, all right. Just uh, quickly, and there was a point mentioned last night that sort of caught my eye. Let's say you've got 18 guns this week. You know, maybe you don't own, say, David Fafita or your team's just quite stacked and, and you worry, you're wanting to wait on Nico Hines. So, uh, sorry, more for next week. So who's, on, who's got the buy in round six? Do we know, mate? Off the top of the, head, top of the melon? No. I'll find it. But if you can play a really strong 17 next week without Nico Hines... You may, you may be able to go early. There's a bit of a less of a risk, and it's something that I have looked at a little bit. Uh, just one to keep in mind. So the buy next week is the... Oh, my God. The Sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty poor from both of us. Yeah. They don't exist as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> They're dead Not to me. this week. Yeah. I love the Shire. I hate the Sharks. They're dead to me after yeah. last week. So, yeah. But that's the next week. So you'd obviously have to sit um, Nico Hines if you own Teague Wilton, if you do own any Mully Tarlow or anyone like that, Jesse Ramian. So. I had a mate last night that sent me a picture 
of um, Matt Moylan, who was down at a local park doing some work with, mm. training with kids and everything. He said, oh, he's been so good. He's done this, he's done that. I felt like replying to him, go, any news on any scandals with Nico Hines? Anything, any dirt you got there that I could dig up and anything hopefully get him ha- put away? Anything that will help our supercoach side. Anything that will help my supercoach side, I am all for. Moisa being a good dude does not help. Does not help Stallions. me at all. Love it. Doesn't help me. Um, now, before we do get into our questions for this week, uh, Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor, they've got a webinar tonight. Uh, it's the 29th of March. That's tonight, 7 p.m., uh, an exclusive property showcase. So Tony and the team doing some very, very special things. There will be a link in the description here on the podcast and everything. 7 p.m. tonight, so you will have to be quick on a turnaround, but uh, one that I'll definitely be tuning into, mate. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's online. So yeah, it's a webinar, it. yeah. Yeah, so it's one of their big ones. And and all the stuff we've sort of spoken about this season around Blue Wealth Property and what they have to offer and how, quite frankly, it's been like mind-blowing and, and sort of makes you double think, oh, you know, maybe I'm in a position to do this, invest in property, whatever it might be. So many different things they offer. It'll all be in one hit here. You will learn a lot. So it's a very easy tune-in. So... As I said, if you listen to this via, via the Playbook Potty channels uh, on the on the Rugby League Guru YouTube that holds the entire show, the, uh, the link will be in there. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't find it, send one of us a message and we'll send it through to you. Yeah. So 7 p.m. tonight, the Blue Wealth Property Exclusive Property Showcase mm. webinar. Webinar is a cool word, isn't it? Yeah, one of the better words. I like it. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever have a reason to use it, but mm. you reckon we could have a Supercoach webinar? Is this a Supercoach webinar? I don't know. Don't hurt Can yourself. You be a podcast and a webinar. Why not? Yeah, why not? Beers and Brakehaven's webinar. Webinar. I That's like it. Name. It's a good run. Uh, so, yeah, 7 p.m. tonight. Link is in the description. Make sure you go check it out. 7 p.m. New South Wales time. Mm. As you can see, we all have one head here, as does Tony. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of Queensland, though, mate, and speaking of bloke in a bar whilst we're at it, um, Cairns on the weekend. Holy dooly, we had a good time. Yeah, last league of the regional tour. That was an unreal month. Uh, obviously, Armadale, Wagga, Rocky, and then finished up in Cairns. Great place. It was how, how good was Gilligan's? Yeah, certainly not sponsored by Tourism Cairns, but recommend. <laughs> Definitely recommend. Good spot. Unreal little spot. People were great. Uh, we handed out our two beers and break evens hats to two absolute champions. <laughs> uh, shout out to the boys from the South Coast Cricket Tour that caught up with us on Thursday night Central and backed Coast it into mate, Friday. I'll kill you for that. What did I say? South Coast. South Coast better anyway, but that's fine. Central <laughs> Coast, sure. Um, yeah, had a good time. I think Corey Horsburgh was with him. Yeah, Great fella. Yeah, he was doing shirtless worms on the floor of the uh, Gilligan's about two in the morning. Uh, I went home at the right time. <laughs> Fills me with confidence. So shout out to the boys. We had a really good time with you on Thursday night, having a couple of brewskis and for fruit tingles too. Yeah. I forgot about those. The, the kryptonites came in and just drowned them out, but the fruit tingles were a big day too. The kryptonites drowned out 10 years of memories of my life, including the Friday, the Thursday night. Well, yeah, we got entered into a beer pong competition on the Thursday night and we took on two German backpackers who um, I've never seen two human beings take a beer pong tournament so seriously. They were not there to have fun. No, no way. Nope. They were drinking waters. They were stretching. Yep. One of them had a headband on. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, did not enjoy our banter, did they? No, not at all. Especially when uh, I went the first four in a row. Didn't get anything after that. It was that, a hot start. It was a hot start. Much like Supercoach last week. It was Nico like. All right, <laughs> let's rip and tear into our questions. The first one comes from Charlie Thomas for Wilton to Hosking. Um, I, I, we've sort of already said it. I think wait a week on Hosking. 
Yeah, and I think... Uh, what's, what's Wilton doing wrong to how, how is Wilton your biggest issue in your yeah. side at the moment? Like, Teagwin's going great. Said pretty few attacking stats. The odd line break here and there. Basically <laughs> 53 per game. Yeah. Break even's 34, so a bit more money to be made. I Averaging 62. Probably not a keeper. I think he's, he's probably five to ten points short of, of being a keeper, but I do see a selling for 600k in three, four weeks. I just... Yeah. If Teague Wilton's your biggest issue, team's going well. And I said, happy to wait on Hosking. If Hosking is a downgrade from, say, you down, people that are selling Cam Murray this week and you're doing it to free up cash to get Nico Hines, I get going early on it. But I just think you don't know what can happen with Hosking. Uh, give him another week. His price isn't going to change. And for those of you that are new to beers and break-evens, trust that we, we will make a big deal of the week when it's time to sell these guys. We will be letting you know. If yeah. you have to do it to make other things work, that's up to you. But don't just sell guys for the, for the sake of it. We'll let you know when it's time for it. Uh, and the other thing, Jackson Ford, because two weeks ago he had his concussion, or two games ago, I should say, his break games at 22. There are a lot of, still a lot of good 2RF buys. I want another week to see whether I go Hosking next week or if I go Jackson Ford. Yep. So, I, you know, I don't think... Barring injuries, I won't be able to get both of them. But I'm happy to forego one of them, go through everything. I think it's the better buy next week. And I think that's the reality of it too. You can't have them all. I've got people messaging me all the time that want all these guys. You can't have them all and you shouldn't have them all. People saying, why don't you have Kiraz? I'm like, it's not because I don't want him. I'm like, yeah. I don't have a salary cap of $40 million. Yeah, and you don't have 12 spots of CTW. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Like You just you cannot get each and every one of them. Everyone has their own strategies and whatnot. Um Lachlan Stace, when do we start cashing in on rising cheapies? Obviously, I think there'd be a lot of new players, which I'm seeing a lot of this year, which is fantastic. When when, when would you tell them to start cashing in on these cheapies? Pretty much break-even, mate. Yep. D- depends what their break-even's at. So, I mean, let's use a, a few examples. Break-even, and uh, we know, we, we spout often, so hopefully you know this, but break-even works on a three-round rolling average. So your, your score from two... Let's use Alamotti as an example. Break-even of negative 14. He scored 78 two weeks ago against the Tigers and 41 against the Warriors. So if he scores, say, another 40-odd this week, A, he'll make good coin, about another 50K, but that break-even will go from negative 14 to, let's say, 30 or 40 because he'll have two 40s in his rolling average, at which case you'll go, all right, he may have peaked at 400K. So pretty much cashing in these cheapies revolves entirely around what that break-even is. At the same time, uh, another good example is Will, Will Warbrick, who, granted, is very cheap, but he had a 14 in his rolling average two weeks ago against the Titans and then 88 last week. So because he's got a negative 18 break-even, next week, really, no matter what happens this week because he's so cheap, because he's got the 88, it's still in his three-game rolling average, he'll have more coin to make next week. Yep. So look at that, um, their, their break-even. Look at their match-ups. Another two good examples are uh, Hamiso Tabuifido, who I'm flipping this week, and, uh, I don't know, Jermaine Asako, but their break-evens, I believe, are 30 and 29, respectively. A good match-up against the Dragons. A good opportunity to move them on, but at that break even, you sort of go, all right, I'd expect them to score 40 or 50 this week. 
they might make a little bit more coin if they do score another good one this week and get seven or eight. It can inject another <laughs> round, couple of rounds of price rises, but they're they're on the brink, I suppose, yeah. of, of being sells. So have a look at that break even and, and work it out from there, mate. We've the uh, I know the the data, the Supercoach Gold stuff is on supercoach.com.au. It's a paywall one. Uh, if you jump onto Stat HQ, the data centre at scplaybook.com.au, you click on any player and we've got the break-evens there and that's free to view. So. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, next question comes from Leondo. Dropping Murray, you go four to Schuster. Just on Murray, um, I, I had a giggle to myself. I saw um, a friend of the show, Adrianosaurus, put up a song the other day singing Adrian. about Cam Murray and it uh, it made me think back to that Simpsons episode where Marge is trying to keep up with the, uh, with the sex cauldron and they're all singing and she's like, Fuck, I'm sitting here going, do I make a song? What do I do here? It's hard to compete with song. It's very hard to compete with. Very hard. Sex cauldron. <laughs> One of the greats. Especially when there's, uh, yeah, it's been done. There's good content out there. There, there becomes a standard. It's like, yes. I have to match slash better this. And I can't. Yeah, I know can't. I can't. Look, I'll just say on Cam Murray, and I understand the argument that Ado uh, put out and a few other people are talking about. Look, played 80 minutes on the weekend. He based 62 points, yeah? I mean, it's not that much different to what he was doing last year. And, yeah, the last two weeks he based 47 and 42, but he played 60 and 65 minutes. Mm. Like, you give him those full minutes, which I think he will have most weeks, he's back into that, you know, 60 base stat sort of category. So, um, and I also think there's a lot of chat around at the moment that all he's doing is passing the ball and being a link man. He's doing a lot of that last year as well. I'm, I'm not sure if a stack has changed here. It's something I'll be watching closely. I'm not telling you that um, um, Ado's wrong or whatever, but I just, I've got a lot of people messaging me going, oh my God, he never takes hit-ups anymore. He doesn't, I don't know if I'm buying into it that heavily. What do you think? Yeah, look, put it this way. His 53 base this year compared to his 50 base last year would suggest otherwise. And in half his game, he's played reduced minutes. Yeah. So we know how good he's in attack. We saw him in round one. He came out firing, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to get Cam Murray into my side. Hasn't had the attacking stats in the last three weeks. But at the same time, like they've had a tough draw to start the season. So when easier games come around, even if you know Bunny's doing that to a few leads potentially and he plays 60, 65 minutes, I think he'll jag more attacking stats. He's already lost 82K. I don't know. I'd You're trading him now, and then you're probably going to want him back in your team. You know, maybe with Origin coming up down the track, you, you'd hold off. But, look, if I was a Cam Murray owner, I'd, I'd be looking to hold. Uh, the argument, once again, I've said this a few times, but if he's a, there are so many good 2RF options, such as Hosking and Ford. So if you're doing that, and then you can upgrade, say, Tanner Boyd to Nico Hines... I guess, I guess that's your argument. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't well, wait to get him in, to be honest. The bloke had 19 runs on the weekend. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I do, Watch the spot closely. And look, oh, I don't have him, so the, the boys have probably watched him closer than what I have. But uh, yeah, I'm just not sure if I'm buying into it too heavily at the moment. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right, our next one comes from Tom Jono. Uh, oh, this is the absolute complete nut of fuckwit that just sent me a picture of the Nico Hines captain. So shout out to you, Tom Jono. You've done well. You got to me. I'll happy to admit that. <laughs> that really rattled me. Jono one, Guru yeah. zero. Nailed it. Um, okay. Uh, Vital Junior Bolo. Uh, worth bringing in Pazette for the minus 82 break even. What are your thoughts? I don't think so. And the reason being, 
Jerome Hughes back next week from suspension. Pezet either drops to the bench or out of the team entirely. I would imagine probably out of the team entirely. And, look, you can wait for him to get another game and get that next price rise, whenever it might be, because there's big money incoming. You, I said it before, you need to get Cleary and Hines ASAP. Yep. And, and I think round seven is, and I shouldn't say the latest, but when Nico comes back from that buy, I think you need to aim to have Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary in your halves. And Pezzett is only available at halfback, so... Yeah, I, I don't... You get one cash rise out of him. A bit like Braden Trindle owners this week, you'd probably be happy for him to play off the bench next week because when he makes his cash this week, he'll still have a negative break even next week. He'd get even, albeit small, another price rise. Yep. Then you could flip him to, say, Nico around seven. But I don't know. Like, it, it's one that if there's an injury, it can work out and he could start again next week and earn a ton. But... If he does that, it's then another week or two you go on without either Nico or Cleary. So, what do you reckon? Yeah, not for me. Yeah, no, I just I understand the appeal, but I, I, and then we've got another question later, or maybe someone else asked it. What's a trade worth as far as money? I'm not sure if it's going to be worth enough money for him. If it's yeah, if it's one trade, I always work off probably minimum a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So. Anything less, I wouldn't even entertain the idea. I'm probably looking at wanting more 150k for a guy that you know isn't going to be helpful a week after you trade him in, two weeks after you trade him in. It's, I, I just, it's not for me. So yeah, like if he if he punched out 40 this week, you learn about 100k. I'm not convinced he does punch out 40 this week against the bunnies. I think the bunnies maybe do a bit of a job on the storm. Mm-hmm. It'd be a good game. Looking forward to it, but it'll certainly be tough. Yep. Not the Tigers, that's for sure. Correct. So, but they still weren't no, that impressive against. Nah, so I don't, I don't know. If you get your 100k rise and then <coughs> he gets dropped, and then you flip him to Nico a week later. There's your 100k rise for one for the trade. Just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. RDS says Toto to Garrick. What are your thoughts here, or would you want to move someone else to Garrick? Uh, I think ideally, ideally, someone else to, to Garrick. So. I just try and get my strongest 25, 17, obviously, but I try and get rid of Deadwood as quick as possible. And by Deadwood, I mean blokes that aren't even sort of chances of being keepers or at least reliable plays. And I, I've gone um, sort of through a bit of planning and, and taking those cash rides. Hamish said Tabby Ifido to him this week, who hammer has been rock solid, so I shouldn't be too harsh on him, but yeah. I do think he's got some low scores in him at times. So I've sort of flipped him rather than moving a gun like Toto. I've held on to Toto. Uh, I wouldn't go Tyo to Garrick. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very happy with him there. As I said, he's not really scoring many tries, not jagging a lot of attacking stats, and his base has been unreal. So I'll, I'll be sticking strong. I, yeah. A question sort of from everyone, hold or sell Tanner? What's your instant reaction to that? Oh, I, I assume a lot of people are going Nico Hines to him. Yep. So from, from Boyd to Nico, so I think that's fine. Yep. Uh, Tanner, I'll just be holding for... Got the buy this week. Hopefully, can jab me a little bit more money during the buy. I won't be playing with my seventeen, barring a cleary injury, God forbid. And then Tanner will be going to Nico for me in a couple of weeks. Yeah, fair shout. I've gone Tanner to Schuster this week, but it's in order to get my hands on. Yeah, yeah that's Nico, fine. Realistically, yep. okay. Uh, Mars. This one comes from Joey Hart. Mars, Hugh, or Garrick. If you had to pick one of them, I think we're both on Team Garrick. There's a, there's a pod play there though, isn't there? There's a definite pod play, but who do you want? The left edge winger at the 
Manly Seagulls yep. outside Tommy Turbo and Schuster or the right edge winger at the Knights. I'm going Garrick every day. Yep, so am I. Uh, Archie O'Reilly, six. Uh, does Ford have the potential to be a 500k player? 56 base last week. I think with Ford, I still stand by what we've said the last few weeks, that you haven't seen them with their full side yet. I think the comments from the coach are fantastic. I think if you've got Jackson Ford, by all means, stick with him. But I, I am still a little bit worried about how it looks when Harris, Barnett, Jazz, everyone's on the field. Mm. But I don't own him, so I just wouldn't buy him for those reasons. And we've got so many other second-row forward options. If you are already an owner of Ford, you're stoked, I think. Yeah. Uh, certainly could be a 500k player, yeah. Why not? The, the, if he keeps playing his 80 minutes, when he's punching out 55, 60 in base, 500 could be 500k and then some, throwing yep. a few attacking stats. So, yeah, and I just want to watch a, a game this week, but... I don't know, he seems to have won over the coaching staff at the it club looks there way, and, and yep. looks to be an 80-minute player. So, uh, actually, I don't mind him. Must be stoked to have a coaching staff that knows what a footballer looks like. Um, <laughs> our next one comes from Phoenix Welsh. Thoughts on a third consecutive boost this week? What do you reckon? Spy's doing it, and I've seen a lot of people out there doing it. Yep. I don't love it. Uh, like, I know the Spy's doing it, and this week he's getting Garrick and Nico Hines. Yeah, oh, he's... Going all in attack mode, that's fine. I've used one. Uh, look, my, my preference for the, the boosts is to use them around the Origin period, particularly after that. You know, after Origin 1, or the, the Origin bye week 1, I should say, when you, you've got... You're starting to make your moves to get numbers on deck for bye week 2. Yeah. And you've got a lot of players in there that <coughs> were only in your team because they were playing the Origin week. And you want to get rid of them pretty quickly. So, look, I, I'll be looking to save my boost around then. If you do it and your team looks significantly better as a result and it makes cash and it gets you in, you know, say, Nico and Garrick, I get it. But I, I three boosts in the first five rounds is a lot. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Just on uh, just on Jackson 4 before we move on, I actually just opened NRL.com and there was an article here from... Uh, the Warriors with a quote from Webster. He's not an impact player. You can't play him like that. You've got to stick him out there like a horse and just let him work hard the whole time. Yeah. So there you go. Good sign. Very, very good sign there, 100%. Uh, still not a guy I'll be buying but this week, but I can understand if you do. Yeah, I reckon I'll be... I think we've both nailed our two RFs. Mm. If we screwed up good. anything, yeah. he's the great option to go to. Yeah, so I've got I've got Schuster there at the moment, and then Tanner Boyd and Isaiah Katoa is my backup halves at the moment. So I've got the option to go Schuster down to one of those next week and, and bring in one yep. of those two. Yep, fair shout. <coughs> All right, um, there are our questions done and done. Captains this week, mate. Um, obviously, Nico, he's a fantastic option for all you. Assholes out there. Um, not a great option for us as we don't have him. Issue. Issue. It's a problem. It's one that we're going to have to overcome eventually. Not This week is not the week, though. Um, Turbo taking on the mayor, taking on the Newcastle Knights uh, from there at Mudgee, 3 p.m. Saturday. Perfect. I think we're both looking in this direction. I am, and it's a very glass-half-full glass uh, approach to it, mindset to it, but... I'm hoping this is where we can pull back a few, mate. Yeah, so um, am I. Between Garrick and yeah. them, yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching this game with a lot of interest as a new Garrick owner, as a Tom Trebojevic captain. Are. 
day game against the Leaky Knights defence. Let's be fair, the Raiders didn't throw much at them last weekend. Running, I said Garrick running at Marju. I'm hoping we can pull back a few and he, Tommy can go really big and Nico can get hopefully sub 180. And yeah, yeah. Marju on that wing is the big thing for oh me. Oh my God. Yeah, he could. He could put on a cricket score here. Day game, Mudgy. What the fuck well, was that? World War Three at bloke headquarters. Yeah, good. Okay, let's get the shit out of me. Um, if it's not Turbo, if it's not Nico, anyone else like just just Cleary against your Raiders? Cleary's my VC. VC, yeah. Yeah, it's obviously got to go someone uh, pretty early in, in the round for that one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what is going on in the walls here. Building's about to collapse. Yeah. Okay, well, that might about just do us. We might run for our lives. Might have to. Uh, make sure you check out Blue Wealth Property. Uh, the link is in the description. They've got their property showcase tonight. It's a webinar, so you don't have to physically be there. It's a webinar. Make sure you sign up through our link. And if you do get in contact with Blue Wealth Property, tell them that uh, myself and Timmy sent you there from Beers yeah. and Breakevens. Uh, doing fantastic things, Blue Wealth Property, and we're very, very happy to be associated with them. They probably weren't stoked to be associated with us this week. <laughs> I haven't actually spoken to Tony if he got Nico or not, but dare I say, I reckon he would have backed us in. It's probably why I haven't heard if from he him. If he got Nico, he would have been into us. That's 100%. actually one. He probably would have got yeah. a Skyrider over Alexandria for us to let us know. Yeah. Uh, but yes, guys, Blue Wealth Property, make sure you reach out to them. Link is in the description. Their webinar, 7 o'clock tonight. Um, their, their showcase. So unreal stuff. Anything else, mate? All good, mate. Done and dusted. Done Thanks and for dusted. joining us once again, legends. All the best for all of you out there outside of those that have Nico Hines.